and we are back with the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, and Game Source. But the Fantasy Football Patreon Podcast starts and stops with my good friend. He is the guru of fantasy football. You got to check him out today on his Fantasy Football Patreon Podcast Facebook group, where he just doles out the wisdom each and every week when people ask about lineup changes, waiver wires, trades, and so much more when it comes to fantasy football. It is my good friend. It is Tyler Baker. What's going on, man? Another great week in the NFL. Yeah, not not huge fantasy performances. There were a couple, but there were some really good games. Did you get to watch some football? <laughs> I did get to see the Buffalo Bills, and I'll tell oh, you what. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a situation that goes from bad to worse. Yeah. Because they brought Derek Anderson pretty much off the street to come in and start because they had so much confidence in Nathan Peterman. And he goes out and he throws three interceptions. You know what, my friend? I think we need to start a petition. Bring Nathan Peterman back into, or excuse me, I'm sorry, Nate Peterman back into the starting lineup right now for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> well, with Anderson, you get about half as many picks as you would with Peterman. Um, but that's did. not the point. It's good comedy, man. With <laughs> Nate Peterman out there, he is doing such an incredible job of throwing it to the other team. You've got to be impressed by it. Yeah, and and losing LaShawn McCoy early in this game certainly didn't help the Buffalo Bills. I will say for fantasy purposes, Anderson did play with Kelvin Benjamin back in Carolina. And so Kelvin Benjamin uh, actually put up okay numbers today, four for 71. That connection might be there. But I don't think you're ever going to feel comfortable about, for fantasy purposes, playing any part of this Buffalo offense at all. In fact, if you can manage to get a defense off the waiver wire that is playing Buffalo, which I did this week, I picked up Indianapolis's defense everywhere I could, that's going to pay off well for you. So there is some fantasy value in Buffalo, but it's the defenses that are going to play Buffalo where you're going to find that fantasy value. The ineptness continues, my <laughs> friend. Yeah. But that, like I said, it's to your advantage. Be smart out there. If you see you can pick up a good defense that's going to play the Buffalo Bills or even a halfway good defense. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a good defense. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Just any type of defense these days can just really take command of the Buffalo Bills. Well, we shouldn't say that because the one time they did perform perform well was against the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, you're right. And that was one of those games that the momentum, and we talked about this, the momentum just rolled over the Vikings and they just, it it rolled the Viking ship over and there was nothing that they could do about it. But I think that was a fluke. And I don't think you're going to see very much of that from the Buffalo Bills. No, it was, it was kind of like an aberration and that one and only time, but I expect nothing but bad things going forward for the Bills as long as they put, you know, Derek Anderson, or our friend Nathan Peterman in the starting lineup. It really doesn't matter who they put in there. Right now, they're just not really doing anything good. I feel bad for LaShawn McCoy. Uh, hopefully, he will get to be traded to a more productive team and given I a better so. option. I know you and I spoke about that in a previous episode, so definitely looking forward to hopefully by the uh, trade deadline, see him move to a better opportunity. I wouldn't be surprised, and there are teams out there that – are putting feelers out for receivers, you know, so if they wanted to even move Kelvin Benjamin, it's 
in the Buffalo Bills' best interest to accumulate as many draft picks as they can and completely embrace a rebuild. One individual that was traded that not only for a spot for him as far as being a better option, Mm -hmm. well, at least we thought on the surface, clearing the way for a better opportunity for someone in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what happened? A trade that Chris Lardieri told us about, Chris Lardieri from Inside Sports, Mm -hmm. on what happened with Carlos Hyde. Chris was quick on it. He sure was. And because of him, I was able to stop what I was doing and pick up Nick Chubb in uh, two of my leagues. So Carlos Hyde got traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars for, I believe, a fifth round pick, which was a smart move for the Jags because you have Leonard Fournette that is forever injured. And you have TJ Yeldon, who actually tends to get hurt a lot too. And as we've seen, and (laughs) this weekend was another great example, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want to win, it's not going to be Blake Bortles taking them to the promised land. So they're going to have to have a good running game. So Jacksonville has a number of running backs now and hopefully they can find some combination of health between the three of them to enact the game plan that they want to enact and what that did that trade freed up the room for nick chubb to now be the early down back in cleveland he didn't have a spectacular day today but he had some really good runs and he showed that burst and that speed that is going to continue to put up good fantasy numbers for him. Today, he was 18 for 80 and a touchdown. Didn't do much in the passing game, but the more the rookie gets on page with the offense and the offensive line, you're going to see this guy put up good numbers. He is really, really talented physically. He's a hard runner and he and he has great burst. If there's a hole, he's going to hit it, hit it hard and get into the second level really quickly. So I'm excited about Nick Chubb. If he's still available in your league, you have to go get him. But I think it's good for the Jaguars and I think it's good for Nick Chubbs. I don't know how good it is for Carlos Hyde. So if you were a Carlos Hyde owner and you'd expected him to be the early down back there in Cleveland, Going to Jacksonville has really diminished his value. He's going to have a lot of competition there. And when Leonard Fournette gets healthy, it's his backfield. Exactly. So it doesn't look like it's a good move after all for him, but it is a good move for anyone that could be or that has Nick Chubb on their team. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's good news for them going forward because he's going to get a lot of touches as far as the, the games are concerned coming up for the Cleveland Browns. You mentioned real quickly about Blake Bortles and Jacksonville. Blake Bortles didn't exactly have a great weekend either because he actually, his performance, zero points up on the, on the scoreboard for Jacksonville at the time. I know at the, at the point in time he had fumbled twice also. Poor numbers all around as far as completion ratio and just really just ineptness all the way, which we've seen before from Blake, that mm-hmm. the team has managed to win despite his poor performances. Unfortunately, this weekend he was pulled I believe, in the third quarter for Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler did lead the team to its only touchdown this week, but going forward, it's going to be kind of a touch and go whether or not they're going to restart Blake Bortles or if they're going to move Cody Kessler into the lineup. So if you do have Blake Bortles, even though he might have been on some late or or teams, you know, big leagues, he would have been a, it been only a ladder choice as far as that's concerned. He still might be someone out there that, that needs to make a change and make it quickly, especially if he's going to be benched going forward. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see what the coaches say this week. 
I don't know why he got benched. <laughs> I mean, other than he's played Bortles. But again, this is Jacksonville team that they can't do what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to give it to Fournette. And they want to play good defense. Well, the defense has been showing some holes. They got whooped up on against Dallas last week, who they just couldn't stop them. And you have to give credit to Jason Garrett and the game plan that they put together. And then this week, playing Houston. You know, Houston has a really good defense and it was just too much for Jacksonville. They were making some changes. They were trying to stay in the game, but this is not the Jacksonville team that the Jaguars want to be. So the last report I read is that they're expecting Leonard Fournette after their buy. I believe their buy is in week nine, eight or nine. So they're hoping that that, that that hamstring injury is healing and they're not going to rush him. They did that before, sent him out too early, and, it, and, it, and it's going to end up costing him another month. So when Leonard Fournette is healthy, we're going to see him, and I think he's going to have a full workload when he comes back. But they're not going to put him out there until they're completely convinced that that hamstring is healed up. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. Name that week after week has started to gain momentum as a fantasy football player that needs to be counted on as far as at least a flex, if not a higher when it comes to wide receiver one or wide receiver two, is John Brown. Of the, Ooh, yeah. uh, of the Baltimore Ravens, very quietly, very, uh, you know, just very sly, just, just getting those numbers up and up and up and up. And this weekend, he really just produced in a way that a lot of people may have been surprised. But is it a breakout? Is it something that's going to be a flash in the pan? Or are we going to see going forward more great numbers from John Brown? I think about a month ago, I called him pound for pound the best receiver in the NFL, other than Tyree Kill. When he played with Arizona, he was having a lot of health issues, dealing from, I believe, sickle cell anemia. He was just having trouble staying healthy, staying on the field. It looks like he's got that under control, and he is Joe Flacco's go-to guy. To expect him to have a touchdown every week is probably not realistic, but when you're playing against New Orleans defense or a defense that that tends to give up big plays. John Brown is the big play guy. He's so fast. He's so good at locating the ball. And for as small as he is, he's really good at contested catches. He's only 5'11", 178. But the guy will just locate the ball and will catch it. I've seen him make some spectacular catches. I think you can expect every week production from him. I think he's going to more weeks than not lead the team in targets. And he's definitely a wide receiver too, moving forward. One thing I also wanted to ask you about was the play of the Denver Broncos this past week with some solid numbers that I know they've been kind of up and down so far this season, but 
They do have some options in Denver when it comes to both the wide receiver and the running back position. And if you need a backup or someone on the bye week, Case Keenum might not be that bad of an actual option for them. I'm not going to go that far. I don't think Case Keenum is that good of a quarterback. I do know as far as hearing wide receiver rumors, I did read a report where uh, the Denver Broncos were opening to trading Demarius Thomas. The reason for that is, is because they have Denarius Thomas 2.0 and Cortland Sutton. They really like Cortland Sutton, very similar build to Demarius Thomas. I think he's a far better receiver than Demarius Thomas. So I would not be surprised to see Demarius Thomas shipped off to another team and then see Court and Sutton come up and be a bigger part of that offense. I think that the Broncos want that to happen, but Emmanuel Sanders is still the guy there. I mean, you saw him throw a touchdown against the Cardinals on Thursday night. And then there's that backfield there, Freeman and Lindsey. Lindsey definitely has the better numbers. It seems like he's quicker, more playmaker. But don't forget about Royce Freeman. He's still he's still a good running back. Both of these running backs are going to be really good. And the Broncos are finding a lot of success with the one-two punch. So there's a lot of fantasy options in there. But I would not recommend Case Keenum. Maybe on a good matchup. But I'm not I'm not a Case Keenum believer. You know, he had that magic last year in Minnesota. It just hasn't really translated to his time at the Broncos. And the Broncos are rebuilding. So I, I would I would expect them to trade Demarius Thomas. So I'm looking for that to happen. The second I hear it, I'm going to go to the waiver wire and pick up Cortland Sutton. When it comes to productive quarterbacks out there that people are beginning to forget about, there's still some options out there, in in my opinion, but I want to hear your thoughts on it because, like we've talked about, I believe, isn't this the week that we have four teams now on by for this weekend? So a lot of people, a lot of fantasy football owners will need to start scrambling and making some changes, and they're going to need to identify solid performers out there that they can still get with a good waiver wire pickup. Yeah, you know, that is really league to league. And a question like that would be better asked on the Facebook group. Just take a screenshot of, you know, who's available, who should I play? I even posted a question this week because I had some buy issues and the and the waiver wire was a little thin at quarterback. But there are there's always somebody out there you can play, whether it's it's a good matchup or whether it's just a competent quarterback. If you're going to the waiver wire to get a fill-in, you don't need them to be an absolute stud. You just need them to get you some points. This week, you're going to have Philip Rivers, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, and Marcus Mariota all on by. So if you're an owner of one of those quarterbacks, yeah, you're going to be looking to the waiver wire. And it just And it just depends on who's owned and who's not owned in your league. There are definitely some quarterbacks you want to stay away from, but you know there there are some really underrated quarterbacks out there. I think Andrew Luck is not getting a lot of a lot of love from fantasy owners. And Four touchdowns he, this weekend, my friend. Yeah, and that's in a game where they really didn't throw as much as they usually do. He only threw it th- twenty three times. Andrew Luck, I expect him to throw the ball at least forty five times a week. And because, this is only for one hundred fifty yards, too. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, again, against the Bills, who they really just kind of set back and handed the ball to Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack actually surprised me. He he had a good game because I'm not a fan of any parts of the Indianapolis running game. But Marlon Mack, 19 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown, caught a couple balls for three yards and a touchdown. So 
even in a game where they didn't have to pass it that much, only 23 attempts by Andrew Luck. And like you said, only 156 yards, but four touchdowns. Andrew Luck is how the Indianapolis Colts are going to move the ball. I have him in several leagues, and and sometimes I just wait for a good matchup and plug him in. But there are quarterbacks out there. I mean, I went to the waiver wire this week in a league and picked up Joe Flacco, and I did just fine with Joe Flacco. I will next week immediately drop him. <laughs> but there's but there's always somebody that that you can pick up. And if you have a question or, or need help making that decision, just hit the Facebook group up, and I'll definitely give you any input or insight that I have. There are big names still out there in the quarterback position that could be available in your league. Names like Dak Prescott, Alex Smith. Those names are the probably the most prominent that stick out. But there are also other quarterbacks if you're willing to take a gamble on. The legend of Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky could be out there. Yeah, he, Derek Carr, if you really want to go and stretch yourself, if you think that the injury to Marshawn Lynch will actually lead them to start passing the ball Also as well, Sam Darnold, if you really want to take a risk because his rookie season has been way up and way down. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a lot, there are a few options out there, but you have to make sure you go ahead and do your research. Who are they playing against as -hmm. far as each and every week for the next week or two for to cover the buys and whatnot. So you definitely want to take a look at that. And if you can, please join the fantasy football Pater podcast group today so you can go ahead and ask those questions to tyler and the group that's out there there's over 200 fantasy football fans that are part of the group that can also give you feedback as well so you can decide which route you want to go with not just for quarterback but also running backs wide receivers tight ends and any available slot that you're looking to fill up because like we said four teams on by Four teams next week on by. Is that correct? And it's just yes. those two weeks, or does it still go four, 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 four? It's it's four in week eight, and then it's six in week nine, and ah, then it goes weeks. back to four, and then week eleven has six, and then two teams in week twelve. There you go. So that's now's the time you just start going in and doing your research on the waiver wire. Who will be available? Who you need to pick up, and also mm-hmm. pick them up early. We're going to go ahead on Friday and cover a few of those spots, but I'll tell you what, by the time our segment hits on the PCC Multiverse, many of those options could be gone. So you better make some moves very quickly on Wednesday or Thursday to go ahead and make sure you're going to get the best players available that are left on the waiver wire before those buys start to hit. And also be very wary of what's going on with your waiver wire the next few weeks because Mm -hmm. Fantasy football owners will have to dump possibly some very productive players in order to Mm -hmm. pick up some players. So if you've got maybe a spot or two on your bench, you could fill it up with a nice player that could help you going forward. Yeah, you always want to check on Wednesday after the waivers go through, see who got dumped. I actually had to dump Austin Hooper in a league. Austin Hooper, and there was another pretty decent player that I had to drop because one, my roster is at least in this particular league, is pretty stacked. And so, but you never know who's going to hit the waiver wire. Also, it's worth noting there were some injuries this week. None of them looked too serious, except for the Sony Michelle injury. That looks like, I think, best case scenario, it's going to be a couple of weeks, but he could be out for the year. The camera view that I saw was kind of obstructed, but it looks like his knee got twisted up really bad. This is the same knee that he had 
ACL reconstruction surgery in 2011 and the same knee that they had to have a drain or a scope or whatever they did that kept him out of the entire preseason. So this does not look good. Now, the Patriots like to keep things really close to the vest. I would expect that we might not hear anything. It could be till Thursday, but they are going to have to perform an MRI on it. I'm not expecting good news. Like I said, best case scenario, I think it's going to be a couple weeks. So if you were relying on Sonny Michelle, which I have in a couple leagues, I don't think that there's going to be a plug and play solution already on the Patriots. Kenyon Barner is you know, a good enough player, but he's not just going to step into that role. I think you're going to see a lot more of James White. They could even give Mike Gillisley a call. Mike Gillisley played with him last year and is not currently on a team. So the Patriots, after after losing Burkhead and now pretty serious injury to Michelle, the Patriots are going to do what they do and adapt and still win games. But if you have Michelle on your roster. I would not drop him until you find out that it's season ending, but you might want to start making arrangements to at least find a way to replace him on your team if you can. Another injury that also popped up this week was in Oakland. And we just talked about briefly what was going on there with Marshawn Lynch. At this point, you're probably looking for replacement there as well. Now, this is a situation where I think Doug Martin could come in and pretty much mimic that workload. So that is maybe a plug-and-play option from the waiver wire that, that you could get with Doug Martin. We will want to hear before we completely drop him, but it doesn't look good so far. No, and, it doesn't. And, and I know there's, there's some other injuries you wanted to touch on as well. Yeah, well, none of them serious. I, I mean, you had a couple guys leave games, but from what I'm seeing early on, it, it doesn't look like LaShawn McCoy is going to miss significant time. Lyle Powell had a neck injury, but I don't know how long that's going to last. Kiki Cutie left with a hamstring. We know how hamstrings can be a little tricky. I think Albert Wilson left with an injury. I mean, so, you know, there they were some guys that got hurt, but not to the extent of Sonny Michelle and Marshawn Lynch. We'll be right back with more of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Tyler, it's been great talking to you, my friend, as always. Another great week coming up, week eight in the NFL. Any last-minute advice uh, you know, for the rest of the week that people need to think about regarding their fantasy football team in order to go ahead and meet week eight head-on and be able to take upon their challenge? Sure. Well, we'll talk about some of the matchups on Friday, but it's, it's like you said just a couple of minutes ago. Look ahead, and if you have 
multiple starters that have the same bye week, you need to start planning for that. Maybe you can pull off a trade. Maybe you can make sure that you have some depth that you're comfortable with on your roster. But look a couple weeks ahead. We'll have four teams this week, but then six the next week. So just look ahead. And you know what? You can get on the Facebook group and you can join it and post up there. Or you can just send a direct message if you're scared that somebody will see your strategy, which that happens. But you know what? I'm here to help. I I don't I don't try to tell people what to do with their team. I just spend a lot of time watching film and I spend a lot of time reading reports and I don't like all this information to sit in my head idle. So I'm always happy to take some time and help someone with their fantasy team. And yeah, Gerald, I, I think we've been doing a pretty good job this year of letting people know what's going on and pointing out some pitfalls and, and speculating on some players that are in a good position to expand their role. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of what we've done so far and looking forward to, to continuing the season with you, my friend. I'm looking forward to continuing it with you as well. Although the only bad advice he gives out there is just to me when he DMs me on the week we <laughs> match up against each other, on telling me to go ahead and pick up any Buffalo quarterback. And I really don't understand what he means by that. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm one of these days, I, if we match up again with each other in our league, I just I, Lies, all lies, all lies. But I'll tell you what the truth is. The truth is that the Redskins whooped up on the Cowboys. That's the truth. I've been waiting for you all show to, to bring that up, my friend. Waiting for you all show. So I try not to be a homer. I try not to focus on the Redskins. But what we saw, if you can stop Zeke Elliott, you can stop the Cowboys. And the Redskins shut down Zeke Elliott. Now, Dak Prescott definitely got some, some room to run. But Zeke Elliott did not. And that's how you beat the Cowboys. That that's and a funky call on a field goal. But... You, you know, whatever. A win's a win. A win is a win. There is, you know, as long as it's not a tie, I'm I'm cool with that. <laughs> like the Cleveland Browns, what have they been in? Like four or five ties this year? It's insane. Yeah, overtimes. Just yeah, they seem to love it. I don't know why. Just you know, ties. I just can't handle. But I will say this on on as far as a lot of people are liking our shows, a lot of downloads, a lot of listens for you. Just truly a credit to your knowledge and your experience with the fantasy football game in fact we had a comment on our pcc multiverse last week a, a very good one when a uh, someone commented that the show was i guess i'll paraphrase it good spit and i'll tell you you know i'll let you get take an idea exactly what the bit <laughs> needs to be replaced with as far as it's concerned but hey right to on. whoever gave us that comment and i uh, that individual I, I reached out to i just really appreciate hey i you think his stuff is good I'll, I'll take it anytime, no matter what you want to call it. If you say it's great, that's fine. Be, that's fine by me. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's good to hear. Yeah, I just put the comment there on social media. Good, you know, good blank. And I was like, there you go. I like that comment. That's fine by me. It's almost like, you know, on the Pop Culture Cosmos show and the PCC Multiverse and the Fancy Football Fader podcast, that should be like, you know, like you have movies, the critics, you know, they put those critic sayings and whatnot. This critic yeah. said this, this critic said that. For the Pop Culture Cosmos Fantasy Football Pater Podcast and PCC Multiverse, good blank. All right, there you go. I like it. That'll read well. It does indeed. It does indeed. It's like the back of the DVD box. But anyway, yeah. yeah. my friend, it's been great talking to you as always. Another blessed week for everyone out there in fantasy football for week eight in the NFL. Keep 
an eye on those waiver wires, everyone. I'm telling you, you need to go ahead and see who, not only what you can pick up, but who did people drop mm -hmm. that they're trying to get under the radar so that they can pick them up at a later time that you may be able to sneak in on it first. Mm -hmm. That's right, my friend. So all the best to you this week, except when you're playing me. I don't think you're playing me this week. That's good. That's good. But all the best to you, my friend. Thank you so much for being part of the show, part of the program, part of the pop culture cosmos, and of course, a part of the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast. <laughs>